This is the Unity Community of Central Oregon podcast. What a, what a joy it was for me to get to spend time with you just a moment ago in, in prayer. It, it's in prayer is one of those ways that we make conscious spiritual connection where we change our awareness to experience directly at different levels of our being the presence and power of this divine that we are one with, that is our true nature. I invite you to just touch your heart for a moment. One of the things I found is that in making that conscious spiritual connection, that change where it moves from my mind to my heart, where that connection really takes place at depth, that it helps me to just start so. Uh, by touching my heart, so I invite you to join me there. When I talk about spiritual connection, it's it's a very vague term. Uh, Sometimes we all kind of make up what we think that might be. So let me let me focus on how I am understanding it. Did you have any time this past week or so where you found yourself a little frustrated or? irritated or just thoroughly happily angry or you know what it whatever it is that uh goes on you know in one sense did anybody work on their computer this week you know that would that would kind of do it for me in terms of frustration world but if you if you think back and you notice well in those times when i was frustrated. I didn't feel connected with spirit. I didn't feel loved and enfolded. I didn't feel powerful and clear. And that divine universe didn't seem to be on my side at that moment. Uh, And that's because that's what we call not being spiritually connected. Now, the truth is, that's a misnomer. We're this divine presence is omnipresent. It's always there. We can't not be in its midst because it is the very ground of our being. But we can not consciously be aware of it. We cannot be con- we can be so that we're not consciously influenced and directed by it. So making that connection, which we, we got to do for moments there in prayer. What I've found is that where it matters is in the midst of what's going down. We're in an amazing time. The challenges that we face are different than some we have always had and the ones we've always had continue as we deal with with isolation and illness and loss and the, the fears that have arisen in our society. So... Let me share with you, if if it's okay, an, an experience of getting to spiritual connection. Now, this was something that my son Peter shared with me. Now, Peter lives in L.A. with his wife, Julia, and they they had some wonderful financial goals, things they were trying to do as they built their lives. And Julia came home one day from work and she was very upset. 
Peter asked and Julia began to talk about the things that were upsetting her. And it turns out that Julia did temporary work at a financial services corporation, something she had a lot of background with and skill with. And she had been offered a permanent position, one that would really have fulfilled the financial goals they had. Wow, a tremendous opportunity. But Julia had been doing temporary work there. She knew why the position was open. She knew why so many people had quit. And it was because of of dysfunction within that department. And here was a wonderful opportunity for her. But the truth is, it might be devastating if she said yes to this. So she she began to worry, you know, how when we get chewing on things in the mind, that thought loop goes round and round. It began to, <coughs> excuse me, began to trigger uh, anxiety patterns that Julia had had to struggle with earlier in her life. So her anxiety increased and Peter's watching his wife go through this and you know how that is. You want to reach out. You want to help. Fortunately, Peter knew what to do. Now, when I worked at the Institute of HeartMath, Peter came to HeartMath and he saw their science that really taught us how to transform the body, the mind, and the emotions so that we get to a deeper level of wisdom. Uh, now, they at HeartMath, they called that heart wisdom. Uh, we know it in unity as spiritual understanding or spiritual wisdom. The And so Peter knew how to take Julia through this change in just a, a couple minutes. And he started to say something. And then he remembered, oh, Julia had been upset once before, and he started to share this heart mass stuff with her. And he learned he could be her heart mass coach, or he could be her husband, but he couldn't be both. Um, so wisely, Peter decided this was probably not a good moment for him to step in and share this. And yet I'm I'm sure we've all had that situation of somebody that we love being in turmoil, being upset. We want to reach out. We want to help, you know, maybe we even know what to do. Maybe we don't, but we just want to, we want to be able to, to touch and support and we can now at this time when we are separated from family and friends, it's hard. And that powerlessness that is so legitimate in that situation, Peter began to feel, he began to feel, feel powerless. He began to feel frustrated. Here was this person he loved so deeply in emotional pain, in mental anguish. And he couldn't help her. And then Peter realized something. He was now the one that was frustrated, anxious, and worried, and upset. So when he was upset, he knew what he could do for himself. He could use those techniques. So Peter took, and it probably took about two minutes to do it. He 
did some internal steps. And a couple minutes later, Peter is sitting there and he's not upset. Peter feels great. And he knew what to do. Peter stepped up and went over to Julia and just said to her, would it be okay if I just held you for a moment? She looked at him kind of surprised and said, okay. And he reached out and put his arms around his wife and just held her. And after a moment or so, there was a, Ah, a big sigh. She said, thank you, Peter. I feel better now. And thanks for not saying anything. That was part of the guidance. (laughs) I share this with you because it's such a real situation that we find ourselves in. And If we look at the state of consciousness right before Peter acted, what we see is for him, he was upset. Julia was upset. So we have a state of consciousness called upset. Afterwards, we have a state of consciousness that's peaceful, that's clear, that's connected. That is transformation. That's what happens When we connect with our spiritual self, that that took Peter through that change and through that connection helped Julia make that change. That is this power of our spiritual nature flowing in and through our consciousness. It's a wonderful thing, and it makes a huge difference in the quality that we experience as we live and the impact that we have on those around us. And because I know here at Unity, we are a group of spiritual seekers. We understand the importance of this deepening of our connection with spirit and the change of consciousness that comes about. Let me, let me share with you something that, that I treasure. It's from HeartMass founder, uh, Charles Fillmore, the co-founder of Unity, not Heartman, Unity, uh, apologies there. Fillmore s- said that there is a development in man of a greater capacity to know himself and to understand the purpose of creation. Wow, isn't that something? The capacity within you and I to understand ourselves and the purpose of creation. Now, and my understanding as I look at that, it's not just the purpose of creation in general, but the purpose of the creation we find ourselves in moment to moment. He says, the Bible gives many examples of this awakening of the brain of the heart. In seers and lawgivers and in prophets, it is accredited as coming from the heart. Prejudice is coming from the heart, brain of the heart. And what we now know from science is that 
yes, there is a brain in the heart. Every kind of neuron that is up here is down here, that there is a different domain of intelligence. We know that as spiritual intelligence, or in maybe the clearest term for what it is, wisdom. Now, Peter made a choice. It was an intentional choice that let him make that connection. That intentional choice is a real important part of our ability to make that shift when we're frustrated or uh, feel, feel blocked or stymied by life around us. Here's the reason. Now, I don't know if you can remember back. I, I've actually known a few people that have that memory, and I'm not one of them. But if you can remember back to that time before you entered into incarnate in the physical body, back as that soul, that infinite being, that part of the divine on this, this unlimited journey. And you said, hey, I want to go check out the third dimension. Look at that earth down there. That's kind of a cool third dimensional place. Let me check it out. And look, they've got these amazing bodies for human beings that let you be right there in the middle of it and figure out so much of it. Wow, I want to do that. And then you understood that when you did that, when you incarnated into this body in the third dimension, that you had this amazing instrument that would interpret the third dimension for you. It's called the brain. It's an instrument of the body. It interprets the third dimension. So, And it has beautiful qualities of reason and self-awareness. What it did not have is the wisdom of the soul you were that soul that would enter in, that infinite spiritual being you are. The brain didn't get access to that. To get to that, as you grew in this third dimensional body, in this physical experience, you would have to become able to make the choice to use your spiritual wisdom to make the choice to use your spiritual heart. Prayer is one of the ways we do that. Activating the heart, turning the heart on so that that spiritual wisdom flows into our conscious experience. That we know how to do now. We actually were able to measure the changes in the body that let us do that. Let me share it this way. There, there's, there's an access code that lets us make that choice. Now, we can, we can activate the access code without thinking of it as that. Or, but we can also, when we're in those experiences of frustration, choose to go to that access code 
and that access code turns on the heart. It literally changes the biophysical heart, which changes the brain, which changes the whole body. And at that point, we feel the uplift of spirit coming in. Suddenly, Peter was feeling good. And he knew what to do because with that spiritual presence, this ability to understand your purpose, how to go forward meaningfully and successfully in the situation you're in. The access code has been known for a long time. Now, we didn't necessarily know that's what it was, but it's been given to us by Jesus, by all the great teachers. It's love. Now, not everything about love. It's not thoughts. It's the feelings of love. The feelings of love that make that difference. Now, when I, when I say love, and we use the word love in our time of prayer, in, in that what happens is we may feel very different things. If you go and you look at the scientific research, you'll find they didn't use love. They used feelings that were a part of love, such as the feeling of appreciation. Now, when you, when you love someone, you appreciate them. Can you imagine the appreciation that Jane has for that little granddaughter? Wow. <laughs> she thinks that's one of the most marvelous beings in the world, and she's right. <laughs> what a... What it does, that the ability to feel appreciation, not think appreciation. You can think appreciation all day. Oh, I, I appreciate that I'm here on a, a gray day in the Pacific Northwest uh, because it's a beautiful day. Yeah, I can think that. If I don't feel it, it doesn't change the heart. I have to feel it. Let me, let me give you just a... a quick example. There was a time when I had the job of getting my children down a mountainside to the highway where they got picked up by the bus for school in the morning. And so, you know, every school morning we we had this routine we went through. And to make sure that we accomplished it successfully, we had an affirmation we used. And we used it regularly and consistently every morning. It was, hurry up or you'll miss the bus. Hurry up or you'll miss the bus. Well, you know how it is when you affirm things enough? We miss the bus. We showed up in the car. I'm in the front. The kids are in the back seat. We were there. The bus in there. Are we early? We look at our car. No, the bus should have been here, but maybe it's like, no, it wasn't. And unfortunately, on the roads, the way they were, I couldn't catch up with the bus. So suddenly, here I am. I've got these kids that have to get to school. The reason I take them was I, I'm on my way to work. And I have to get to work in a few minutes. Well, I thought I could make them walk. You know, when, you, when you've been told enough to get down and get it all done on time and they don't, maybe they'd learn. Uh, but it was eight miles and that didn't seem to make much sense. So I'm frustrated. The kids are frustrated and upset. There's no good answer 
And then I remember, well, I could check my heart. My spirit has come up with a lot of answers. This is a situation in my life. How do I fulfill my purpose here? So I touched my heart, taking my awareness from this busy brain down to where it was right there. And then I went into appreciation. Now, in all honesty, I was not appreciating the kids. Uh, I was not appreciating the bus or the school or any of that. I wasn't appreciating my work. But fortunately, I was underneath an amazing set of redwood trees. This was a hillside in a redwood forest that I had to drive through. And I looked up into those trees, that sunlight coming through. Oh, it was gorgeous. And I could appreciate that. But I had to, now I had, I thought about it first, but then I realized, oh, I can feel that. That light as it comes through the redwood trees in the morning is exquisite. These majestic beings standing up above me. I can feel that. And then I realized my perceptions had changed. When the brain drives our perception, it has a particular way of looking at things structured by our past experiences. When our spirit drives our perceptions, it brings them to us in a wholeness connected to our purpose for which we are there at that moment. I looked at my kids very differently. My purpose was to take good care of them. (laughs) Now I'm blessed. I've got wonderful children. (laughs) My guess is you do too. I turned around and said to them, you know what? I had to be at work, but I'm real responsible at work. It's not going to make a big difference if I'm a little late. And you need to have a good day at school. Now, I happen to know that being uh, a preteen and a teen entering high school is, is a challenge. And these kids had a had a demanding day ahead of them. I wanted them to be there ready positive, ready to experience a wonderful day instead of frustrated and upset when they got to school. So I put on some music, drove down the road and said to him, you know, when we get home tonight, let's let's talk about how to do this better. They agreed. Different state of consciousness. State of consciousness before, frustrated and upset. State of consciousness afterwards, feeling good, feeling connected with my kids, glad to be able to help them. The difference, spiritual connection. What brings that spiritual connection? Deep feeling of appreciation. So I invite you, as you go through, yeah, we all have challenge come up in every week. And we have wonderful things as well. I invite you to choose appreciation. 
when you feel that frustration, that irritation, go to your spirit. Go to this magnificent power and wisdom that can expand and flow through you without limit, that brings clarity and harmony. I choose appreciation. I I invite you to make that commitment with me. I choose appreciation. I choose appreciation, making that commitment for the things that come up during this week. I choose appreciation. I know that when you do that, you bless not only the world that you're in and the people around you, but you bless us all. And for that, I'm grateful. Bless you.